What's going on, everybody? Big Matt from the Matt and Todd Show. Uh, I like to do these every once in a while. This is just a it's a locker room special. I've done some to the season when college football starts. And uh, Joel Clatt, he's uh, he's one of my favorites. I agree with him on a lot of things, and some things I just don't. And this 12-team playoff, um, I'm just not sure if they're just selling snake oil or what they're trying to sell, except – somebody to make a bunch more money and have a lot of TV deals because that's what it's always about. So uh, thank you guys for stopping by and uh, hope everybody's having a good evening. And this will be out later on, on Thursday night. So uh, a lot of people's going to be at football game. So hope everybody's team won uh, here in the County and everywhere. And everybody's having a safe trip. So uh, let's just get right in here and let's talk about what we got first. This 12 team playoffs supposed to be coming in to date around uh, 2026. That's the date that everybody's looking for. They're wanting to create these super groups and they're tired of, of the super groups, basically, of, you know, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and these teams that are, that are just constantly, you know, going to the championship games. And I think all this kind of started with the idea that, you know, uh, Bama didn't win the conference that year and they wound up getting to play LSU again. And I think that's that's what started all this parody, if you want to call it that anyway. So in analogizing that word and to continue on with that, to have parody and to create good pairs in football, I just don't see that just by adding more to the pot, how that's going to make it better. Uh, I'm going to get into that topic. Now, the top four conference champs will get buys, and the six best of those teams uh, of course will they won't have to play that following week after they win their conference championship I, I like that that's that's not a bad idea now again i'm not here to shoot down all the joel stuff a smart guy played at colorado highly intelligent guy so i do like the idea of teams getting to play on campus i think that's a good idea for recruiting wise it allows you to bring kids to your college and to show them the campus and two to show them your product on the field and and winning or losing you can still show them that or you can try to sell them the idea hey we need you because see we lost this game but if you'd have been here you know that kind of stuff um 13 different teams in the past eight years of the four-team playoff that's um that's really not that bad i don't really see what the big deal is i mean out of eight years, 13 teams. So uh, that's two about two different teams a year because two eights is 16, so that's not quite 16. So uh, let me give you an example of a few teams here, and I'm going to play his, this video and let you talk about uh, some stuff and hope you all can go in there and chat and tell me what you think about it. There's 131 teams in this FBS, and just add more teams again – that just don't make it better. And Joel's trying to sell the idea that we just need to add more teams and that's going to make this whole playoff thing come to life. Well, 131, I think, just me personally, I think that uh, let's take about 40 or 41 of those teams out. That leaves about 90 teams. And I just don't know if – I mean, out of those 90 teams – that I just didn't, you know, pick on the list after I went through the 131. 
Are they going to make the playoff? 90 teams. Now he's going to show you a list of some teams that played, that could have played uh, last year. And the percentage of it is it was 10% of these past few years of the 13 teams in the past several years. If this would have been implicated during that time, the percentage would have went up to 32%. And again, just making stuff, putting more into something, don't make it better. Because if you still have a pie with crap in it and you put more crap in it, it's still a crap pie. I mean, that's just old grandparents talk. I mean, from back in the day, um, he's trying to sell these ideas. I got about four topics and I'm going to play this video and, and watch it. Then we'll go back through it. Success equals making the playoffs. What? Just making the playoff. So we've, we've just really come into the idea that, um, this, I call them the, I guess, LeBron age generation that just making the playoff makes you some kind of winner or the greatest because you played a lot of playoff games. You play the game to win and to win all of them. And to win all the games is to be champions. That's what we play for. We don't play just to go to the playoffs. That's just me. Um, what I said a while ago, coaches can sell that we made it to the playoffs. I, I mean, I, I guess if, if that's the selling point to to some kids these days, I, I guess it is a selling point. So the teams that work more should not be rewarded, but the ones that work less should get the same implications as the ones that that have the better players and guys like the Will Andersons of the world that are super talented, and they put in extra work. And when you do those two things, that's the kind of guys you see. Um, the, the Tim Tebow, super talented, extra work. And then and the list goes on and on. I, but I'm not here to, to go over that. But it's just saying that you just kind of reward just almost making it, you know, like to have six of them to be conference champ stuff. I like that. I don't mind the – I just like how it is. I mean, you have four teams, and you can go and have four different conferences. Add five then. All the power five, you win your conference, you go to the playoff, and whoever just happens to be number one, let them have a bye week that week. I, just whatever. Just make it that simple. But they're not going to do that because just being rewarded for doing less, that's uh, – it's just a socialist idea. I mean that – you go out and work all week and you make your money and somebody else that don't do anything all week, they're supposed to be rewarded the same as you. So if this guy goes out and works all day and cuts grass and he makes a hundred dollars for the day, then the guy that worked till nine or 10 o'clock and quit the rest of the day, he wants to also make that hundred dollars for the day. That's what this looks like to me. Um, it just underachievers to be rewarded. It's just not my idea. And talking about the kids to where they can go, the kids choose these colleges. I mean, just because if they choose a college and they want to go on to play in Alabama, or if they don't, they want to go to Jackson State. Travis Hunter, the kid that's supposed to be going to Florida State, he's like, you know, the number one player in the country. He had an open free door. 
to play at Florida State. He could have played anywhere, but he chose to go to Jack State. Why? I guess well, he's supposed to be the number one, you know, cornerback, be wide receiver. The kid could do about anything. I guess he just wanted to be around Coach Sanders. I mean, Dion is the greatest corner to play the game. I, I don't know where safety, defensive backfield, Dion's in there. Um, so maybe that's why kids get to choose their own. And then he's going to tell us about at the end of how it's going to take time and things are going to, you know, it's this is going to have to, it's going to work out anyway. Whether we do this or not, it don't matter. You don't have to have a 12 team playoff to level things out because I'm telling you, things are just going to level out naturally anyway. We've already seen about one example is how the ball was thrown a lot. And we just said the guys throw the ball uh, a lot, like at Georgia. They throw the ball around a lot. Um, but things are going to level out anyway because these coaches are going to start going away and the game has went back to running the ball a little bit more, for example. Things go in cycles. It just does. And Alabama's been on top for 10 or 12 years now. you know. But they still have times when they lose. But other teams are going to come along. And we're starting to see it already. This 14 playoffs allowed that. Guys, I mean, we had Utah out in the, in the Rose Bowl. It's always been USC – and uh, USC and, and Notre Dame or USC and Ohio State, they've played 100 Rose Bowls out there. You can go back and look in the books from back in the 30s. So I'm just saying that things are going to equal out in general overall. So in, in closing for this part, and we'll get on the video to it, um, who wants to go pay $1,000 to see uh, Georgia play UCF in this little model picture he's going to show you? Or like Clemson versus Boise is going to have Boise up there in this in this little box showing you that these other teams could go. <laughs> Guys, you know the tickets are going to be high. Now, I'm all for kids playing football, and I love football just as much as the rest. So I just don't think – my thinking is having 12 teams, it just feels like you're rewarding some players or teams – for just not being quite good enough. I liked having the elite teams play each other. I, I mean, look, Cincinnati, what a story that was. I mean, he's put together a good team. He deserved to have a shot at it. And they still got a good football team. I mean, there's like Fresno State's out there. I'm high on them. I, I like them to be ranked. So uh, the cream's going to rise to the top, and the good teams are going to get to get in there and play. So, um, let, let's jump over in here in this video. It, it's it's uh it's about eight or nine minutes or so, and we'll watch it and go through it, and then uh, we'll come back on here and we'll talk about it. So let's get over here. On Friday, on the Friday news dump, we got absolute joy. Joy. The college football playoff is expanding. Hallelujah. <laughs> Am I right? No. Am I right? All right, Bama fans, Ohio State fans, Georgia fans, you don't care. You're going anyways. I get it. Clemson fans, you're probably in that boat as well. Oklahoma fans, maybe you feel that way a little bit as well. For the rest of us, man, we are elated about the expansion of the college football playoff, and it cannot come soon enough. All right, folks, let's just start with this. I love this sport, and I want this sport to be as, as robust and as good as it possibly can be. 
And in the current model of the four-team playoff, that's impossible because the four-team playoff has been really detrimental to the sport. And, and it's tough to acknowledge that, but it has. It has. Very few great games. And the biggest issue has been the consolidation of all the talent, all the wins, all the definition of success into a hyper small group of programs. We can't have that. We can't have that. We've got to get to a place where there's more parity in college football. All right. Now you've probably heard that argument before, right? Yes, you absolutely have. But I bet you haven't actually heard the numbers behind it. So let's walk through it. All right. Because I want to take you deeper into it and I want to, I want to make you smarter. Okay. The model that's proposed is a 12 team model. The six automatic berths that happen are the six best conference champions in the country. This means that we will every year have at least one group of five, if you want to call it that moving forward member. That's great for the sport. I, I do agree. I agree with that. I, I like the idea of being able to have some of these smaller teams in. And we did that, Joel. We've already had that. We had Cincinnati in this year. And there's going to be some other teams that are going to make it in too. So those kind of things we're already doing with a four-team playoff. We don't have to go to 12 for it to be that. Okay. At least one, maybe two in some years. I'm not, I'm not sure. Then the rest of the playoff will be filled in with the six next six best teams. Those are going to be major conference brands and, and the numbers bear that out. If you go back, back and retroactively do this. Now, what you're going to have is the four top four only conference champs. Great nugget, by the way, they get buys, which by the way, doesn't this all sound really familiar to those of you that have like, you know, been following me for a while, kind of verbatim what I was giving you last year of like, Hey, this is what they should do. Should be 12. It should be the six best conference champions. It should be the six next best teams. The four best conference champions should get by buys. The other play uh, teams should play at home. They've got this clause that like, or a a destination that the home team deems relevant. Fine. Whatever. I, I don't really care about that. I don't. And that is true. You can go back in some of my locker room episodes. You can go to my playlist and and from last year. I, I did this same thing with him last year. And I like I like how he has it laid out. I do like that conference champs get bye weeks. That's a good idea. And I don't mind letting another power group of five team in. We can do that. That's not a big deal. But to add six or seven more teams to it. And, and, and these other six that you're going to add, where are they going to come from? I mean, we just we just went through this math on here. 131 teams, and I'm going to minus about 41 of those. So there's no way 90 teams are going to be considered to make it another six. Six of those 91 are – are you kidding me? Like who? Uh, Marshall, FIU, Buffalo – Guys, from Akron to Wyoming, I don't see how that's going to make college football better. Hallelujah! College football is going to be better because they are going with my idea. Guys, come on. I, 
I don't, I just don't agree. Let's get back at it. I don't think any pipes are freezing at, at, at the shoe in Columbus. And I think that they would rather play at Ohio stadium than go down and play, I don't know, in Ford field or something like that. So I think we're going to have more home games than, than not, but that's a, a, a weird stipulation. And I digress. That being said, though, th this this model is exactly what I was talking about last year. Having the four buys maintains the relevance of the conference championship games, and it makes sure and and it means that last year, for example, when Alabama and Georgia played, the winner of that game in the SEC championship game was a big deal, because yes, both are, of them are going to go, but they're not just going to be on equal footing. They're both going to go, but one has a buy, and the other might depending on where they fall in the rankings, fall on the road. Now, maybe not, but maybe. So these conference championship games retain their meeting, meaning because of the model that they are throwing out there. Um, they said that it's going to happen, you know, kind of for sure by 2026, maybe sooner. I'd be shocked if it didn't happen sooner. More on that in later episodes because that's a whole other deal. Um, Let's just get into some of the numbers of why the, the four-team playoff has not worked. Okay, we've had 13 different teams make the playoff in the current, current format since its inception in the last eight years. That's only 10% of college football. All right, 10% of the sport, 13 teams. Now, what he's saying is right. I, I just went through that here. We had 13 different teams over the past eight years. Uh, <clears throat> that's for the four-team playoff model. And he starts out by saying that's that's where they got it wrong or that where that's bad. Why is it bad when we take the four best teams that these people on ESPN, they're the ones that's ranking these guys. They're the ones that 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 make up the top twenty-five. So you're telling me that they don't know what they're doing and they're just putting them up there just just because that's not a fan's fault. That's because of the people that's in charge. All these preseason polls and all that kind of stuff, like we're seeing right now, the AP comes out and they've jumped, you know, Florida way up a lot number 11 or 12 or something. What? Why? They won one game. So we're assuming based off of what? Based it off of the game you just watched, that Florida's quarterback didn't even really throw the ball any. They're basing their idea because subconsciously they're thinking about how how Utah was last year. There's no way you get put a team from not ranked to put them up that high. At Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Ohio State played terrible, terrible, and they still won because why? Notre Dame's bad. I they've not, they've never in my lifetime I hadn't ever seen them be good, but that one year. And they had an easy schedule like they always do. They shouldn't even have beat USC that year. And then they go to the championship game, and all the head coach had to say was, well, what are we going to do uh, to control re this after halftime? Well, we just hope they don't come out. Guys, your people are the ones that make this list, okay? So the top four playoff, it's not been bad. These are the four best teams. A whole room full of people agree on it. And just adding more teams to that, eight more teams, eight. Why do we need eight more teams? Put in another team. Let the number one team, whoever they they have voted on for the week, let them have a buy then. So the four-team model has not been bad. 
If you retroactively go back those last eight years, back to 2014, 41 teams would have made playoffs. That's a huge deal. That's nearly a third of college football, just under about 32%. So from 10% to 32%. But how does that make it better? Just because it goes up in percentage, don't make it better. Look, if you have um, gold and you're pouring it in a flux or whatever, and if you add lead to it, that makes the gold worth less. Worthless. That's where it comes from. Are you kidding me? Guys, adding more teams is not necessarily going to make it better. Because when you go to this list of these other teams like Boise or UCF and these teams are going to show, <laughs> is there a chance that they could beat Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, whatever? Is there a chance? Yeah, sure. There's always a chance. But it's highly, highly unlikely. Why? The same reason why they blowed up North Carolina State when the season started. They're bringing everybody back. What does that mean? If they're not any good, it don't matter if they brought every single person back. They don't recruit. They're not up in the echelon of the recruiting battles. That's not how it works. It's not. Let's get back in here. That's a huge deal. I don't care if they lose in the first round. Folks, you have to understand that the only way to define yourself as successful in the modern college football is to make the college football playoff. Really? So that's how we're going to define successful. Now, this is what I was talking about when I opened up here. To be defined as successful. So teams that work harder and work more and do more and their teams make the playoff every year because they have better players Maybe their coaches get out and hustle more. Not that other teams' coaches don't hustle, so I, I don't need no crazy side-eye comments about, well, everybody who works hard don't mean they're going to always win. That's true. That's true. There's people that can work hard and not get the representation of being rewarded, and that's just how the cookie crumbles, and you just have to move on through life and just realize you win and you lose, but you keep fighting, and that's the point. These teams like Ohio State's and Georgia's and Clemson's, they've recruited. So just muddying the water is not going to make it better. All that's going to do is make a kid that's put in a little more time. You know, what's the point of me doing anything at all when, the you know, these other schools over here, they're going to get to go to the playoff too, just like me. And they've lost two or three games. So what's the point of being undefeated? What's the point? Sometimes I'll use Bama because sometimes they pride that this one Kirby was was there. Sometimes they would pride themselves on the seasons to to not let teams score any, to, to zero, um, and that's how Kirby was. He's a great coach. He's doing a great job over Georgia. But what's wrong with those guys that are working harder to receive a a reward? And then you're going to mess it all up and put a bunch more crap in the in the pie, and then try to tell me it's apple pie. No, that's not how it works. 
And only 10% of the teams in the last eight years have been able to say that. That's a problem. That's a problem. Now you're moving forward to a place where you would have 41 teams retroactively. These are the 41 teams that would have gone outside of kind of the big boys that we always talk about. You know, if you, if you look at, yes, we see that, you know, Bama is always going to be there in Oklahoma and all. And by the way, that's not your internet or this one. It's the video. So we're going to have to try to get a GoFundMe, try to bump Joel's internet speed up or something. It's not this one. Uh, or it's not yours either. It's just, it's his video. Cause I've watched it a couple of times and it's on different computers and on the TV. It's all the same. So it's not your internet. All these teams, new teams that would have qualified for the CFP that did not. Okay. These are the teams. Look at these brands, and some of them would shock you, right? You've got a what? Are, what do we got in there? We got a Western Michigan in there, A and M, the Aggies. Finally, they get to finally, you know, say that they've been successful. The U is in there. Memphis, Coastal Carolina, the Buffs. Come on, let's go, Buffs. Boise, Auburn, Arizona, Utah, Penn State. By the way, some of these would have been multiple times. Penn State would have been three times. Wisconsin would have been three times. SC. This would have changed college football dramatically. You look at what would have happened over the course of, of the last eight years, and all of these teams would have had an opportunity to go and recruit with this in their back pocket. You can't understate that. And the numbers bear that out. If you go back to 2014, folks, and you look at five-star recruits by school since 2014, Let's go to that list. Here's the list compiled from 24-7 Sports of where the five-star talent has gravitated to. Alabama, 40 of them. Georgia, 36. Ohio State, 26. Clemson, 22. LSU, 19. By the way, guess who are the only five schools that have won national championships over that time? I'll wait for it. Talent matters. No. Stars matter. You don't Those say. Those are your five schools. Then you go on in the list, and you're going to see Texas A&M has 19, underachieved probably for that number, but that's okay. USC has 16, severely underachieved for that number. That's what you're saying is, Joel, that these teams over here that we're looking at on the list, he just said USC and A&M and LSU severely under-succeeded. In, we're talking about in recruiting compared to those other four because those other four have been to the playoffs. So because those schools got out there and beat the bushes and maybe worked a little bit more and put in a little bit extra, they get rewarded to make a playoff. So if you don't, if you didn't put in quite enough and you just kind of got by and you felt like that was just good enough, Texas, are you kidding me? There's no reason in the world they shouldn't be number one recruiting every year. They've got more money than anybody. So don't always tell me it's just about money. And Bama and Georgia and them, they pay their players. And that's all it is, Ohio State. We know what they're doing. They're buying them kids' cars. Well, they have – all of them have done it. All of them. And, and as for a SEC conference, we'll just use Cam, for example. I ain't trying to pick on him or nothing. But he got in trouble at Florida, had to leave, went to JUCO, come to Auburn. He got $125,000. We all know it, and it's pretty much was proven. 
his daddy spent it on church equipment and a trucking company of some sort. And I think it's fantastic. What a, who cares? But don't act like that. Everybody that has money are the ones winning because that's what this is showing. The state of Alabama is not wealthy. So the money that you're talking about, Bear Bryant Jr. Yes, Bear Bryant Jr. Is, um, uh, oil money because bear his dad sunk a lot of money into oil out in texas years ago so if you get after it and you do good in the recruiting trail it should pay off usc's not and there's other reasons why usc's not going to be successful until they get out of there because of politics and stuff going on in the state and that's something they can't even really control it uh, so, so, yes, those teams that have all those recruits and people are going to say, like, again, well, it's just the money. Bam and all of them just paid them more money. Well, if it was all about money, guys, um, I think Texas and USC, the population of New York and those places up there, they've got crazy amounts of money because the population is super high and they have big-time jobs. Uh, and <clears throat> all the money that's floating around in Washington, DC, I mean, why don't they, then why don't they, you know, all the teams from out in the scattered areas from around there, Boston colleges, the Maryland's, why are they not doing it then? You know why? It's because it's not what it's about. Kids choose where they want to go. So kids getting rewarded for not doing as well is not making college football any better. It's just not. That's okay. Florida State, severely underachieved. Texas, severely underachieved. Penn State, Michigan, both with eight. They're tied at 10. I think it's bad for the sport when you shove all of the recruits into just a, a, a small area. Folks. Again, I don't know what he just said. He said he thinks it's bad for the sport when they shove all the recruits into one area. Yeah. It does. It just makes it top heavy. And you have teams like the Alabamas, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Guys, Clemson ain't had a whole bunch of number one recruiting classes. And guess what happened? Coach O went out and got a great staff and they won. And two, shoving them into one area. Who? Who were you talking about, Joel? He's talking about they. They who? Who's shoving them all into one area? Joel, kids have choices. And they have chosen to go to these. All the schools you got on there on this list have all had good recruiting classes. It's about coaching, a little bit of luck, and staying healthy. That's what it's about, really. Yeah, I mean, play calling is important, but the dudes make plays. The Joes are the ones that get the job done. And you need Joes on the field to win those titles. And these kids are choosing to go there. So this statement of, it's not fair, and that's what's wrong with college football because they're shoving all the talent into into certain top schools. Who? It's a free country. So now, well, Alabama's already got a. This is what they. This is what it sounds like. Let's see. Well, A and M, you know, last year had number one recruiting class, the best class ever in college football history. They beat some of Bama's classes. Well, let's say they got five five stars. Uh, no, you can't have any more. Okay, now we're going to limit five stars 
you can only have five. Now that that'll make it fair. Why don't we just start doing that, Joel? Why don't we just limit? You can have uh, there's what eighty kids on scholarship or something like that. So if you go out and have a recruiting class of say, they have, say if they get twenty five players, and you only get five five stars, so that means you got twenty other spots for four threes and, and twos or, or walk ons or however you want to do it. Is that that's what they want to do? Because that's what they're trying to lay out here and that's nothing but just pure old straight commie stuff it is that's really all it is bama has double the number of five stars that lsu has that's not good for the sport what? so yeah lsu rises up for a year and they win a national championship but we need to have this be dispersed and my argument is if you go back and those 41 teams can can recruit and, and Wisconsin can say, we've made three playoffs and Penn State can say, we've made four playoffs. And those other brands can then get some of these five-star athletes and separate them out over a greater number of schools. Separating them out. So the way we separate them by his ideology is they need to have this 12-team playoff. So if you make a playoff, that gives Penn State or these other teams I mentioned because, you know, he wants to put them in the playoffs too. Uh, let's see. Who do I have here? Oh, FIU. Oh, what about Marshall? Yeah. What about Buffalo? Yeah, you're right. In the area where Buffalo is with the population that's driven there, Buffalo should be number one through five in recruiting every year. Why not? Because – I. Akron. Now, Wyoming, I understand. I mean, they just ain't a lot going on out there. Uh, it's not about where everybody just has the money because we've already proven that, okay? So it's not just going to be okay just to try to keep these kids from going where they want to. By having a playoff, then that means Marshall head coach Whoever he is, sorry, I don't know. Excuse me for that. They're just going to go over there, and they're going to be able to go up in the living room, and they're going to say, hey, I'm a Coach Matt here, and I coach for Marshall the Herd. Great school. Bobby Battle coached here a long time ago. We got a lot to sell. You know what? We made first-team playoff last year. Uh, yeah, we played uh, uh, we played uh, uh, Ole Miss. You know, they made it, and they was a runner-ups over there, and we could use you. Now, we lost a game 74 to nothing. But, uh, you know, this is a good point for our, you know, come out here and talk to you. We'd like to have, have your recruit come to our school because we got beat 74 to nothing. What does that matter? You got beat by whoever, some runner-up in the SEC that beats the squirmy crap out of you, Georgia State. Their coach is going to go out there and do that. <laughs> this is a good recruiting point. We got destroyed in the first-round playoffs. So we really need you out here to play with us. Come on, man. Uh, I, I just I'm not with it. I ain't sold on it. Let's let's try to get through this, and I'll, I'm gonna stop interrupting. I think that we can achieve some parity. Now, here's an important note, folks. This is not gonna happen overnight. All right. So this is gonna take some time to unwind. The Bama, Georgia dominance in recruiting, Ohio State dominance in recruiting, is gonna take some time to unwind. All right, but it will get there if more teams are able to define themselves as top end successful and a playoff berth will do that. For example, 
let's just take my, my alma mater. They would have made a playoff under Mike McIntyre. Do you think Mike McIntyre would have gotten fired a couple of years later if he could have capitalized on a playoff berth with a stellar recruiting class? But as it was, because our model was broken, Colorado won their division, lost to Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, got passed in the rankings subjectively by USC, whom they won the division over. So USC got to go to the Rose Bowl. Colorado had to go to the Alamo Bowl. I go. What now? Let's just pay attention to what he just said. Let's let's uh, back up a little bit right here. To Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, got passed in the rankings subjectively by USC, whom they won the division over. So USC got to go to the Rose Bowl. Colorado had to go to the Alamo Bowl. They ended up getting beat by Oklahoma State, and you don't feel like you can capitalize on. And you got beat by Oklahoma State. <clears throat> yeah. And they didn't win enough games in the season there. So you don't get rewarded. So you think that they should be rewarded for failure. What was their best season since 2000, I don't know, five, four? They go out there and get some money for them, Joel. Stop sitting on your can talking about, I mean, you're an album monitor of Colorado. Are you giving some of your salary to them? So upgrading their facilities, making sure they got the best equipment, trying to get some NIL deals for kids to come. Hey, you come out here to, to Colorado and, and play out here where I played at. Uh, we're going to make sure you have a new car and I'm going to bring you on my show and we're going to just put you all over the news and we're going to uh, uh, just market you big time. Uh, so, Put your money where your mouth is. Right. So yeah. So again, yeah. We have we have been detrimental to the sport by defining all the success up there at the top end. It then is reciprocated in the number of recruits that go to those schools. We have 10 uncommitted The rich gets get richer. Yeah, I understand. But why can you not be rewarded for being successful? Why should you be rewarded for losing three games? Why should you get a chance to get in there and play on the porch with the big boys for teams that's went undefeated, and you should get rewarded just to go in there and play anyway just because, you know, let's do four or five teams. I, I mean, five, that's fine. But 12, no, why? Five-star players at Ohio State, why? Because those – those few programs are the only programs that can legitimately say, hey, you can come here and you can win and play for a national championship. So hallelujah, folks. The playoff is changing, and I can't wait, and I know you can't wait either because over time, I do feel like this is going to help the sport, and it's going to uh, help the sport get to a place where it can be the best it can possibly be. I don't agree. So – uh I mean, ain't much else I can add to it. I think everybody gets my side of it and sees where I'm coming from. I'm always for the kids, and I love for kids to be able to play the game. But being good and putting in a low extra should be rewarded. Okay? That's all I got, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Sunday at 6. Don't forget. Uh, we'll be back live, and we'll have plenty to talk about. We'll, I'm sure we'll kick this around a little bit, and we'll go over all the games for Saturday. We got some good games coming in this week, y'all. Hope y'all had a good time watching um, 
mine and Dean's list of games we're going to be watching and picking. And uh, whoever's playing Friday night in high school ball around here, uh, we'll be over at Gelsville. The game's still on for Friday at Napfield. Tigers be making a trip down Highway 68. Y'all have a safe evening, and uh, God bless. And thank you always for coming by. This is a lot of fun, and uh, I just love doing this. And, and I'm going to make some more of these because I, I like Joel, man. I agree with a lot of stuff he says, and he's really smart. And some of the guys that are just like Danny Cannell, I would not put a Danny Cannell video up here to even waste my time to argue with him. He ain't got no sense. They ain't even walking around sense. Or the crap that Desmond Howard put out about Texas A&M winning national championship. I wouldn't even put a video up here. That's a waste of time because it's ridiculous. The things he was, he's saying, they're not ridiculous. I just don't agree with them, and I have my own thoughts, and so does a lot of other people. And if you do agree with it, leave me some comments. If you don't, that's fine too, man. That's great. I love you all still. So uh, y'all have a good evening, and thank you for stopping by, guys. Hit that subscribe and like button. Y'all have a good evening. And uh, keep your heads clear and your hearts full of God. All right. See you Sunday at six. Thanks.